This is the Seven Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. All right, well, hello, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm super excited about today's session with Emmanuel Usu. Am I saying that right? Usu, yeah. Well, listen, I, I apologize. I know you as Manny Love uh, up to this point, so. Um, no problem. Super excited. Um, this is part of our Agency Success podcast series where we interview highly successful digital marketing agencies on how they're growing and scaling. And Manny's had some tremendous growth over the last, I don't know, like six to nine months. I'll let him tell the story, but kind of from, you know, as I know it, working full time, doing internet marketing as a side hustle in his agency, uh, to now over 30000 a month in recurring revenue, recently put in the, the resignation note. And so I thought, man, it would be just tremendous to interview Manny, hear his story, kind of hear how he's done this while working full time. So Manny, thanks so much for coming on and congratulations on your, on your momentum. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate uh, having you on the call. So let's, let's start off, just kind of introduce, introduce yourself, your background, kind of who you are, where you're from, and kind of tell us your, your backstory a little bit. Oh, gee. Um, so, so my name is Emmanuel Wusu. Um, a lot of you guys know me as Manny Facebook. Um, so I don't know if a lot of you guys know me as, as, as Emmanuel the Immigrant. Um, so this is my fifth year of living in the U.S. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. This year, August 31st, will be my seventh year of being in America. So, uh, when I, I remember, you know, uh, just six years ago, I remember, you know, when I first came doing, you know, working for $8 an hour <laughs> um, at the, uh, you know, my local mom and pop hotel. I worked two jobs while I was still going, going online, going to school online, you know, getting an MBA online full time. I worked two full-time jobs, and I was, I was going to school for an MBA program uh, full-time as well. Um, but I did that for probably about 12 months, and then I had a friend call me. Uh, so my background is chemical engineering, and I had a friend call me who was based in, in North Dakota. We went to the same high school in Dallas. So I'm originally from Dallas, Africa. So he called me, and then we were just chit-chatting, and he's like, hey, you know, what, what did you go to school for? And I was like, engineering. And he's like, hey. They need a lot of engineers up here, you know, up north. This is when um, hydraulic fracking was, was getting, you know, very big in, in the U.S. So um, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to, I want to drive all the way from North Carolina to North Dakota, you know, and it's just by, you know, by myself. And he's like, dude, like, it's going to change your life. And I'm like, well, show me how it's going to change my life. So he showed me a paycheck. He <laughs> showed me a paycheck and I was like, uh, I think I'm going to quit my job now. So I quit my job and I made the drive um, sometime in 2014. I made the drive all the way from North Carolina up here by myself. Uh, I was like a 34-hour driver. It took me like three days. You know, um, Being an immigrant, driving all the way, I didn't know where I was going. I was just relying on GPS. You know, But I came here and lo and behold, it was true. Um, the very first day I went out looking for a job, I landed a six-figure job, like just like that. That's amazing. And it just, just changed my life. So, um, so you know, if you know if you know the history of how U.S. came to try to become a dominant player and the you know, whole oil, you know, exchange back and forth, 
uh, with OPEC and stuff. Now we, we, we have so much oil reserves that we're able to export oil. Now that, that was made possible by, by directional drilling, by hydraulic fracking and all that stuff. So North Dakota is, is, is the state that really jump-started that entire um, that entire episode in, 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 in this country's uh, history. So I was part of that whole thing, you know. But anyways, OPEC, because we were becoming kind of like competitors in the oil industry, OPEC uh, kind of, you know, gave us a blow. And then the whole thing, the whole boom went bust. Um, so back in 2015, uh, I was back to square one. <laughs> I lost my job. You know, a lot of, almost everybody lost their job. You know, my company filed for bankruptcy. Um, so I came back to North Carolina, you know, doing the same thing and going to school again. Um, and then I think seven months later, I, you know, I, I found my company. And then since I had experience doing that, the, the industry was a little, a little bit stable. When Trump came, the industry got stabilized a little bit. So, you know, all the engineers and the scientists that got laid off, everybody was kind of like absorbed back into the economy again. And so that's how I found myself back up here in North Dakota again. Mm. Um, and so when I started working for my new company, I was like, man, you know, I'm in a very up and down kind of industry. I need to find something to do on the side in case anything happens. So that's how I stumbled into internet marketing. So I was looking at affiliate marketing, you know, Shopify, all these things. And then I was like, well, I think internet marketing, you know, I knew a little bit about it, but I was like, I don't really know much about it. So, I mean, I, I started my company. I was following some YouTube guys. I started my company. My first year, I made like 900 bucks or something like that. <laughs> you know, I made like 900 bucks, but it was proof of concept, right? It was proof of concept. And then my second year, um, I went from $900 to like $22,000, you know. As a side, as a side income, that's, that's pretty great. Yep, as a side income. And then my third year, I went from 22000 to uh, almost 85000 <laughs> Wow. Yeah. So by then, I mean, I had invested in courses, learned how to sell and all this stuff. So, yeah. And, and um, this is my, my fourth year doing it. Uh, and uh, we, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's six months into the year, we were over, over $120,000. So. Wow. And so the base recurring somewhere around 30,000 a month at this point, right? At this point about, so this month, um, I think we've added just like 6,000 more. So about between 30 and 35,000, I would say. Beautiful. That's awesome, man. So migrated here, started out with nothing, got a really good job, learned internet. Now you're on the pre precipice of a $35,000 a month agency that's well on its way to seven figures and beyond. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, kudos, man. You're definitely headed in the in the right direction. So the, the first thing that everybody wants to know, like when we're talking about this transition from kind of an on-ramp phase to, um, you know, to, to scale and significance, how did you choose your niche, right? You've got a very specific niche that you went into. Like, how did you land on that one? Oh, that was just by chance. Like, really, it was just by chance. Um, I had picked up, a client organically that was already in the niche and they were my highest paying client at the time. So I was like, well, yeah, I, I think around that time, that's, that's the same time I joined your program. And I was like, well, if they're my highest paying clients and a lot of people in that niche probably have a lot of money, right? So 
it just made sense. And I just went into that niche. Um, they were paying like 5,100 a month. And I was, I was literally doing everything for them. Um, and I was also a consultant for them as well. I wasn't just like an a la carte, you know, manage your website, do SEO and all that stuff. I was kind of like an, an, like an outsourced marketing consultant. They didn't make decisions without consulting me. So that's how the relationship was. And it was a very high level decision. So when they came on board, I realized the professionalism and how easy it is to work with clients that pay high ticket like versus clients that pay thousand bucks a month and then you're doing all these things and giving you all the run around. And so I was like, I think, you know, so I studied the, the niche a little bit and I liked it. Um, you know, they were doing mold remediation, um, water damage, fire damage, the whole thing. And then, you know, biohazard cleanups and stuff like that. So I, I, I dabbled into it a lot. And then I, I there's a lot of science in that industry as well. So it kind of like just resonated with my personality. So I just, I just picked it up and then I ran with it. That's awesome. So I think a good tip for everybody there is, you know, try and find something where you have some, some wins already. Don't try and you know, scrap from the ground. Sometimes you have to scrap from the ground, but ideally if you can find a, an industry that you've had some success with in the past, um, that's going to play really nicely. Um, to, to kind of build your focus on, right? It's kind of what, what your experience is here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so the next question everyone wants to know when it comes to, to this initial phase is, all right, so you've got this one client in the, in the niche. How did you get the next five? Like what was the approach to kind of get that first five? And it sounds like your ticket's a little higher, um, but you know, that first five or so clients. Um, so um, really, so, I was, I was, before I, I, I hit, you know, currently at 35K a month, I think I was doing, um, I was doing maybe 20, I was doing around 25,000. Um, and I didn't have a lot of clients because I, you know, all my prices are like four or five, you know, three, five, you know, between three and $5,000 a month. And so I would sell, I, and I wasn't even like actively prospecting, you know, I had organic um, stuff out there that just brought in inbound, inbound traffic. And so, um, so what, what happened was when coronavirus hit, um, I, I went from like, and I told you this, I went from like 25,000 to like 14,000 or so that I was like, man, I can't even quit my job now, <laughs> you know? So, you know, if you're doing, if you lose almost about 50% of your business in like instantly, then you're like, wow, like, I, you know, then you kind of cleanse to your job because your job now, like there's this pseudo security that your job offers you, you know, so it, the decision was tough. But anyway, so when that happened, I was, I was, I was looking really, really hard into my niche and just what was going on to see those. And like you were saying, like I was watching a lot of the videos that you will post about being in the right kind of mindset and all this stuff. And I was really down, like I was really down. I wasn't even active in the group and all that. So one day, um, my my client came to me with a with a suggestion and said, "Hey, um, we want to we want to offer coronavirus disinfection service." Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, "Okay." Um, so you know, he was like, "Can you guys, you know, can you set up a landing page and all that stuff, and then let's start driving traffic to it and let's see what happens." So we started that for him and it, it, it blew up for him. You know, it blew up. I knew how to get him clients and all that stuff. And so I was like, 
huh. <laughs> now I wonder if I can carve a service or a product around coronavirus and go to the restoration industry because these guys already have the certifications for it. They have the equipments for it, you know, so it's going to be an easy target. So I was like, I, did, I didn't know, but I was like, let me try it out. So I built an entire funnel around it, set up my Facebook ads, all that stuff, bought my niche list, used my list as my custom audience, you know, did all the techie stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I turned on my ads. And then the first day, I, I, I remember turning on my ads at like midnight or something like that. I woke up in the morning and I had like eight bookings on my calendar. That has never happened to me. That's a wonderful, that's a wonderful feeling, right? That has never happened to me before. So I was like, holy crap. <laughs> you know, I'm on to something here. So the first call I had with, with that group, that first call that I had, I sold him for like $1,500. The first call. Nice. So I was like, what? I was like, what, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know? So anyway, so I had like eight calls that day, you know, nobody, but the next, the second day, the next call, the first person bought, um, everybody else is like, well, yeah, I'm going to call you back, all that stuff. And then, so I sold two in a row in two days for like $1,500 a piece. And I was like, I wonder if I can sell this for $2,000 a piece. More <laughs> so, thinking, right? You know, so I was like, you know, so the next person that got on the phone, I was like, well, you know, yada, yada, is going to be two grand a month. I was like, hey, you know, just send me an invoice. And I was like, okay. <laughs> You know, and then I started selling for fifteen um, for two thousand um, there on afterwards. And then if any client wants to sign up, and then they're really, really on the fence, and I would, you know, I would say, all right, so I, I can do it for fifteen hundred dollars, and then they would sign up. So I think I signed up about um, I signed up about eight clients in my niche, um, offering a particular service for them, getting them coronavirus disinfection jobs. Uh, using Facebook advertising, I was, I was only doing Facebook ads. I wasn't doing PPC or anything like that. It was, it was two thousand a month. It was a Facebook ad service. I'm gonna bring you leads. I'm gonna have your phone ringing, and you know, if you spend in, and then on top of that, I was recommending they spend fifty to one hundred dollars a day on Facebook. So they were spending between, um, between three and four thousand dollars a month with this with this particular service. So a lot of the clients that I would speak with, you know, they would see my ads. They're like, well, oh, hey, I saw coronavirus. I want to get into the business. And I'd be like, well, this, this is not going to be a good fit. And so my, my target customer was somebody who already had the manpower. You know, they have the staff. They have the trucks. They did have, I mean, I, I worked with companies doing $50 million a year. It's crazy. I never thought, you know, I never thought I could snag such a client. So it's it's just been it's just been amazing. That's yeah. That's, so that's, so it sounds like I mean you basically you had the niche, you got an idea from one of the clients. I was like, okay, here's kind of a cool angle, and then you said, let's test it, let's kind of put put it out there and see if we can get proof of concept. They got great results with it. And you're like, hey, sweet, let's see if some other people in this space would be interested. Yeah. Martin, we set up some really smart Facebook ads, a great funnel, bringing people right onto your calendar got the calendar slammed up and just started landing deals. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it was. Um, so now, now that I've been doing that for them, a lot of them are coming to me <clears throat> with another service 
that I, I, I'm, I'm kind of still testing out a little bit um, to see how viable it is to go to market with it. And then when I do, um, I'm definitely sure I'm going to snag some more, some more clients with that. But yeah, that's, that's the strategy that I used. Um, I had a client, they came to me with an idea. I'm like, when they, when they mentioned the idea to me, I was like, how the hell did I even think about this? You know, <laughs> I was like, ah, I'm so dumb. Like <laughs> genius in the room, right? <laughs> I know. So, so that was the strategy. Um, I had a client, they came to me with an idea that was, you know, that was kind of like a real time idea. And I noticed that, you know, and then we tested it with, with the market and it worked. And then I took that entire concept and literally went to a broader market with that, with that entire concept. And then and it's, it's working really, really good. I love it. And so you're building up more and more success within the niche, more and more clout, more and more credibility. Um, right. Talk a little bit about the service offering. I know that for a lot of these guys, it's been this one specific thing. But what, like, what are you selling to, to most of your clients at this point? Is it is it that one package for two grand a month, or just kind of walk walk us through that a little oh, bit? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you know, if, if I snag a job, and and right now, I, because I'm not on like 50 clients, my goal is to hit 50k a month, and then I will just drop everybody else, and then I will just solely focus on my niche, mm -hmm. um, because I still don't have a lot of clients in my niche to really fully, fully go in. If I have at least, I think if I have between 15 and 20 clients in my niche um, and the revenue is all the way up there, then I can I can turn off my other assets and I'm bringing in inbound, inbound leads so I can sell. Just the other day, um, we closed two clients. So the reason why we added about $6,000 is we closed a... Uh, uh, what did they do? Uh, it's like a, it's like a gym or something like that. We close it for like $3,500 a month. And then we have another client that sells boats and stuff. We close it for like $2,500 a month. Wow. So I still have other things going on. And then, you know, so this is what I'm doing now, but then I'm not even like all those guys coming in. I'm not even actively chasing them. So I have assets out there that I'll bring the inbound leads and then when they come, if I feel that they have money, then I would spend the time and talk to them. <laughs> That's perfect. I want to pause you there for a second. I want to speak directly for those of you in OnRamp at Seven Figure Agency right now. What he said there is, is critical. I was actually on my leadership team meeting with Jeff this morning. We were talking about, you know, in the early phase of your agency, when like you've got, let's say, less than five clients in any specific niche, at that phase, you're in a survival mode. You really need to take anything you can get right? Yes, you're going to hyper target whatever damage restoration companies. But if something comes in for a pool build company, right? And you've got the capability to fulfill that, you take it, right? When, when Dean and I started our agency, Plumbing HVAC SEO, we were targeting restaurants. Like that was our, that was our focus. We're going to do restaurants. But we didn't, we didn't get any traction there. Fortunately, one day I got a plumber, right? The plumber signed up for 1500 bucks a month. And I was like, hey, cool. That's great. But we're going to still focus on these restaurants. And then Nothing happened with restaurants. We got two or three other plumbing companies. Sometimes, you know, the niche is going to choose you and you have to be flexible. You got to take what you can get. You got to pay the bills in the early days. And so I'm really glad that you, you said that, Emmanuel, because I think it's a message, especially those in on-ramp, you know, we, we, ought, we ought to go tunnel vision in one niche. And yes, that's the long-term vision, but you got to take what you can get at the beginning until you get the momentum, until you get five or six or like Manny's looking for 15 in his niche before he says, okay, 
all the bridges are all of the boats are burned. I'm just going to double down on this. So right, right. And and the thing with my niche is that there there are several sub niches in the niche, and like when you start getting a lot of like clients in the niche, you would notice it. You would notice a trend. Um, some of my niche that that do like water damage, you know, they work with some other, you know, they work like plumbers and stuff like that. And then if you go to mode remediation, they work with some other people. If you do, if you do fire damage, they work with some other people. So there's a whole lot of inter interconnected niches within the main niche. And as you start growing in the niche, you would notice all those connections. So I mean, like, there, there wasn't any way to do it because if I just had, if I just like, you know, shut everybody else out and then just focused on damage restoration you know it would have took me a long time to you know to get to like 10 clients you mm -hmm. know while i'm missing out on all the extra revenue that i could have picked up so it definitely makes sense that if you're focusing on a client right now you know per the seven figure agency strategy that if you're currently in the on-ramp uh, you're still doing the things that you were doing before you joined the on-ramp you know you're 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 making sure that you have that pipeline full with other activities and with all these inbound strategies, everything, all the things that you're doing for your niche focused agency, you have to make sure that you're doing, you know, you want to, you have a target. So for me, it was like 20 grand a month or so. And then when I hit it, I was like, all right, now I'm not going to focus a lot on, you know, the other niches. If they come in, I'll take them, but I'm not, you know, doing SEO or PPC or Facebook trying to get all of them. So now all the assets are there. I have leads coming in, you know, coming to me instead of me going to them. I love it. I love it. So can you talk a little bit about some of those inbound strategies that have worked well for you? Um, yeah, for just sure. to get to get opportunities in play? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So so I'm gonna give you guys my personal experience. All right. Um, so when I if you were if you were earlier on the call, you know, I, I kind of talked a little bit about how I stumbled into digital marketing. So I, I said that my first year in marketing in, in this business, I made $900 my first year. And in my second year, I made $22,000. Now, <clears throat> a lot of people ask me, what, what was the difference? Like, how did you go from $900 to 20, almost $22,000? And mind you, I was doing this on the side. So, you know, when I started, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos and all this stuff. And everybody was saying, well, you know, do this and do this and do this. And, and I did all that stuff. <laughs> I, I did the Facebook ads. I did the Google ads. I did SEO and I, was in, I wasn't getting anything. I really wasn't getting anything. And then one day I read an article by a lady. I forget her name. Um, and then she, the, the title of the article, I still remember. It was like, how I made $200,000 in six months. Right? That's an interesting title, right? So it just, I, I read the article. And then this lady talked about this platform called Tumtac. All right. So a lot of you guys have probably heard about Tumtac. So she, she mentioned Tumtac and I was like, huh, I've been doing this for a while and I haven't heard about Tumtac. At, at the time I've heard about Upwork and it's, it's flooded with all these people. So I checked Tumtac out and then I saw all these negative reviews, like all these pros who were, you know, offering marketing service and other services on the platform were leaving the platform. So I was like, wow, this is a great opportunity for me because all these people are leaving. Now, I'm used to spending a lot of money doing PPC and I'm not getting anything. So I'm going to try channeling those funds into this platform and see what happens. 
my first month on the platform, I made like I made like forty five hundred dollars. I sold two websites and made like forty five hundred dollars, and that was the most money I had made on the internet ever. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap! Like I'm gonna stick with this with this platform. All right, so you guys go check out the platform if you like. Um, so that's how it started. I mean, my my first month I made like. $4,500 and then every single month I was making at least, you know, two to $5,000 in addition to my, my regular job income. So I, I did that on the side and I wasn't even prospecting. I had just had my profile and the things that I did. And then I had inbound leads coming in through the platform. And then it, it, knows, I, tech is like a service where you put up your profile and then you pay on a per inquiry basis. Right. Correct. Like home Correct. advisor for plumbers or, you know, these services, it's a lead gen service. For people that have to be in the market for a website or pay-per-click or whatever. Right, and right. You don't usually so, think of that particular platform for internet marketing. You usually think of it as I need someone to come assemble furniture. It's interesting right. you were able to tap into inbound opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and it was just by, by chance. You know, it was just by chance. And I remember my first month on platform, I, I literally looked at my wife and I said, so I, think, I think this is it. I said, I, I think I, I found the gold mine. I think this is what's what's going to make us, you know, I guess financially stable or whatever, right? So when I started whole, the whole thing, my my goal was to, my family was growing, right? So my goal was to be able to buy an SUV and have this side job pay for it. <laughs> that was my goal, you know? And then... And then when the money starts coming in, you're like, well, I think I can make my goals a little bit bigger. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's how it, that's, that's, so Tumtac was, uh, was a really a big blessing to me in disguise. You know, I've made a lot of money on that platform and I never imagined all my high ticket clients, a lot of my high ticket clients came off that platform. Hmm. You know, I never imagined that I could snag a $60,000 a year job. You know, somebody pay me three thousand dollars a month, and all these companies that are making millions of dollars every single year—they're coming through the platform. Mm. You know, so you guys go check it out, and you know, it might it might work for you, it might not work for you, but I mean, it, it doesn't hurt to try. So you get you get that. What where else are the leads coming from? It sounds like Facebook ads is a massive play for you, where the majority of the inbound opportunities are coming, right? Yeah, yeah. So I have I have my niche website. And I have my general agency website, so I have leads coming from those as well. Nice. So if you, if you, if you, when I set up my niche website, I, I, you know, I did my, I did my research, and I noticed some of the money keywords, and so I built my site to, to kind of, you know, to be centered around those money keywords for my niche. Mm -hmm. And so now, if you go to Google and and type in, you know, water damage marketing or something like that, my company is number one way up there i think we're like number two or number 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 two or number one or number three for that high volume keyword for my niche nice and we rank that we rank our website for those, for that particular keyword in less than three months mm -hmm. so when i get clients i'm like hey you know we're new to this but guess what you know all the companies in our niche see what we're able to do in less than three months and then they and then they get impressed you know and then they're like how do you do it and then you get a strategy plan and all that stuff that's great. All right, so so we've got Facebook ads, we've got Thumbtack, we've got SEO, we've got inbound leads. Obviously, a high degree of confidence in the sales process. 
Like you're able to command a higher fee because you've got the background, you've got the confidence, you're willing to ask for that amount of money. Can you talk a little bit about um, like kind of the service model, like what you do, what you charge, kind of what's included? Right. So, so when I get a, when I get a general client, um, a lot of times I would do website management. Um, I would redesign their website first and foremost, and then I would, you know, I would charge for a website management and I would do social media management, but my social media management, um, I don't like post every day and all that stuff. I just do ads. I just do Facebook and, and, and Instagram ads. So I do that and then I do PPC management and then SEO. Um, I don't even do reputation management. So I do website management, SEO, um, PPC, and then Facebook and Instagram advertising. And then, you know, call tracking and all that stuff. So. And that's all bundled in in what they're, what they're paying you for. Right, correct. Fantastic. So a, another big question, and this is what everybody's like kind of scratching their head about. So you work full time, you're a high paid engineer, but you've been able to grow this agency on the side. How in the world do you find the time to do this? Well, you know, and you've, it's, got, how many, and you've got how many kids? I have three kids. Three kids. Okay. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> gentlemen. This is the secret mystery that we all need to understand right here. Oh God. Um, I, I think, I think it's just, it's just that immigrant mentality, man. It's, it's just, I, I don't know. I, my, my wife asks me all the time, you know, she's American and she's like, you know, how do you like, I, I just do what I got to do. You know what I mean? I, I, I know where I'm from. I know where I'm going. And the, the difference between, you know, the promise and the promised land is always a wilderness, you know? So you have to be willing to go through that wilderness, but the wilderness is not going to last, you know, forever. It's going to come a time when you go through your wilderness and go through all the pain and all the sleepless nights. When you get on the other side of the wilderness, you're on your promised land. So you have to pay the price. Any good thing in life comes with a price tag. You know, for me, I went to kind of like a military style high school. So I think that instilled that in me. Um, don't give excuses. Um, doesn't matter if you were born with one leg, like that kind of mentality, right? So it doesn't matter if I'm working 12 to 15 hours a day at my day job. When I come home, you know, if I have if I have to squeeze an hour into it to work on a client's SEO or to try to get back next door client or to build a website or to outsource something or to give my call my client a call and tell them how it's you know how stuff is going, I find the time. You know, there's it's like we all have 24 hours in a day. You know, you have to find the time, and it's it's hard. Like it's not easy. Like it, there are times I don't want to. I'm working till like 2, 3 a.m. And I wake up at like five and I'm checking on ads. It's, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. I mean, it's hard and it, it's really hard. I, there's really no way to put it. It's hard, but you have to, it depends on how motivated you are. And, and, you know, I guess it's that immigrant mentality. You know, if you come in this country, you see how, how blessed people are to be in this country. And, and you see how like, like I, my friends tell me all the time, like, you know, if, if we're in America, we're, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, you know, and then you come here and then a lot of people have that opportunity and it's like, they're just like, this is like there, you know, I'm like, wow, 
But if you come from a different, I come from a third world country. I don't even have, I, I didn't even grow up with internet or anything like that. You know, to, to, to drive an air conditioned car is a luxury. To have AC at your home is a luxury. You know what I mean? So when you come here, you, you, you realize that a lot of people are taking this stuff that we don't joke around with, they're taking it for granted. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's where, that's where that comes from. That's where that drive comes from. You know, and, and plus, what really also most motivates me is, is how my mom passed away. You know, I, I, I look at the last promise I made to my mom while I was looking at her lifeless body, and I'm like, that's always a motivation as well. You know, because I want I want better for myself. I want better for my kids. I want better for my kids' children. You know, to, to leave a legacy, you know, somebody has to, the wealth building has to start from somewhere. And you have to be the one that makes that decision that, hey, even if I have to sacrifice my life to make sure that this is a legacy in my family, it has to start for me. And I'm going to pay the price for it. So that's that's all it is. It's, it's not, it's hard work, so you have to embrace it. That's just really no way to make it juicy or anything like that. It's, it's just hard work. That's powerful. I mean, it's, it's really powerful. Um, so just, just so I can kind of wrap my head around it. Well, like what are the hour schedules? Like what time do you start? What time do you end? What time do you work on the agency? Because there's a lot of people doing this full time and they haven't had anywhere near the momentum that you've had in what can only be like three or four hours a day. Uh, you know, just kind of talk me through that. So, so you know, I, I love what I do. I, I don't even, I don't even count the hours. Like, you know, like I just got on a computer and my wife knows to leave me alone. <laughs> you know, like, it's good to have a, a supportive wife. Cause <laughs> I know. you know, so I, I, I just jump on a computer and then I just, I just do it for, I don't even, I don't even realize the time going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I go to work, I start work, you know, eight o'clock. And then I might come home sometimes at five o'clock, sometimes at 10 p.m. But every single day, I, I have to make sure that I'm putting, you know, I'm taking breaks. You know, I have, I had, well, I used to. I had two 15-minute breaks at my job, and then I had one hour full break. And so every 15 minutes, I, I remember telling my boss, I said, hey, you know, the 15 minutes is not enough. Can I combine both 15 minutes? So it's 30-minute break and an hour break. So I had two breaks, one 30-minute break and then one one-hour break. So during those two breaks, I will, you know, I will go in a break room or, you know, go sit in my car and be calling clients, you know, doing strategy sessions. <laughs> that's what I was doing, you know, because it's, it's the time is nowhere. Like that's, you have to find the time. And then sometimes, you know, I would, I would just, you know, if we're not very busy, I would, I would take, you know, I would take half a day off or I would go to work from like eight to three o'clock, you know, then I'll say, hey, can I go home? They all knew I was doing something on the side. It wasn't a secret, you know, because they would notice all, you know, because my I remember my first day I sold my first high ticket. I came back in the room shouting and screaming. <laughs> and they were all like, what's going on? And, and they knew I had been doing it. They knew I had been struggling. So I invested into a sales program, into a sales training. I learned how to sell my first high ticket is like 5,000 a month or something like that. I never, I never charged anybody above 500 before. Mm. My first client used to pay me $300 a month, you know, and I have clients, you know, I still, to, to this day, I have clients who pay me $200 a month, you know, and I have clients who pay me $500 a month, you know, but those were the clients that I snagged when I was starting, 
you know, but I was willing to learn the ropes and with those smaller level clients. And then when I learned how to sell, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sell you my entire package for under $3,000 a month. You know, the, the least I would do is $2,500 a month because there's a lot of work involved if I have to make it work for you. You know, because think about it, you know, if you have a high ticket job, service, and, you know, if I bring you 10 additional jobs per month and I'm making you $50,000, it doesn't make sense that if I, I get paid $1,500. It doesn't, <laughs> to me, it doesn't make sense. It's not a fair trade. You know, it's not a fair trade. If, if, if I bring you $50,000 and you pay me $5,000, that is a, that is still a 10, a 10 to one, right? If, if a 10 to one. So that's how I kind of like explain it to the clients. And then they're like, yeah, that makes sense. You know? So yeah, I went from like charging 200 bucks a month to, you know, I've done deals where I've charged, you know, eight, $7,000, you know, so it's, it's, it's just a blessing that, you know, it, and it's been a, it's been a journey. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, I've learned so much. Um, like I said, you know, four years ago, I had no clue what digital marketing was. And then now, you know, here we are. <laughs> That's, I mean, it, it's a tremendous story. And I think for those of you that are listening, that are, are giving this a full-time effort, you need to give yourself a little bit of a gut check. Like, are you really, are you putting in the effort, right? Manny obviously is, has put in the effort to get where he's, where he's at. Can you talk a little bit about the, the decision to leave the security of a full-time job? Because I know that's something you struggled with for a long time. Can you just talk about how you work through that and kind of what you're, how you're feeling at this moment, knowing that, you know, like full-time focus is on the horizon for you? Yeah, um, it was tough. It was, uh, it was tough. You know, my, even when I was doing, even when I came for the roadmap program in, in, in Miami, I was still at 25K a month. Mm. And I, if you remember, I told, I had just taken, I, I think I had taken like three days off and I had called in sick just so I can attend the program. You come down the roadmap live, right? No. So I was still at 25K a month. I was making so much, I was making much more than I was doing at my day job, but I, I don't know. It's just like the way we are wired as a society to to have this pseudo security from a job. You know what I mean? So every time I had the thought of quitting my day job, I had this other person on this side telling me, what if this happens? What if that happens? What if so? And then, you know, now you have kids. What if this happens? So it, I never... I never even thought about it. Like I, I thought I was all I was gonna do this to like get to fifty thousand dollars a month, even if it took me ten years, and then I would quit my job, you know. Right. But after getting on the call with you and then doing, you know, going through the mathematics of everything, it, it just didn't make sense to, to still be at my job. So that's where. So really, thank you because you gave me that confidence to to really quit my job. Really, I mean it's. If, if I didn't talk to you, I probably would still be at my job right now, guarantee. Yeah, but you know, when you showed me the math, I never thought about thought of it that way. So when you showed me the math, it it I, I just it's like I saw it from a different perspective, and then all of a sudden it just makes sense. Yeah, because if you're able to do what you've done with a little part-time effort, imagine what you'll accomplish with that with the full-time exactly. effort. Exactly. How, how much longer are you there and, and what are you most excited about looking into the, the rest of 2020? Um, so the goal with 2020 is to, I mean, we're, we're, we're halfway into the year. So my goal is to, 
you know, get to 50K. Really, my goal is to get to 50K before before 2021. And um, it's it's very exciting. It's it's very exciting. Um, it's it's not even about the money. It's it's just about it's it's just about you know I still have family back in Africa. It's it's just about the the having the potential to be able to help out. You know when when you're needed. You know just just the other day, you know my brother was like, hey, you know my wife went through this surgery, blah blah blah. blah. And, you know, he's like, hey, can you help? You know, it's a lot of money for us down here. And I'm like, yeah, for sure I can help. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just that feeling that it gives you that you're, you're doing something. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, when I joined the program, ultimately my goal was multiple six figures per month. But obviously that's, that's a way, you know, a ways out. But my goal definitely before 2021 um, is 50K, uh, 50K per month. And um, definitely, I'm, I'm going to hit it. <laughs> no, no doubt. Exciting stuff. Thank you so much for sharing. This has been awesome. You know, especially, you know, that journey from, you know, that, that you know, less than 20K to over 30 and then now being able to f- focus on this full time. What would you say, kind of as we wrap up, to that agency owner that's still in on-ramp, still trying to, like, land those, those next five clients, what would, your, what would your encouragement be or what pieces of insight would you have? Yeah, so I remember, you know, one of the first things that really caught my eye about the program is you have made a statement um, about the rule of ones, right? Where you had said something about, you know, a lot of the big agencies were studied and they all had these traits about what they had accomplished. And it was the rule of ones. So what I took from that whole you know, that whole thought process about the rule of ones is if you look at your niche, one of the first things that you need to determine about your niche is what is that, what is that one thing? All right. We all think that our clients want SEO and websites and all this stuff, but really, you know, the client doesn't really care about all that stuff. But what the client wants is profitable sales leads that can turn into jobs. You know, and the question is, what kind of job does your client really want? Mm. You know, so that's the million dollar question, guys. That's the million dollar question. So if you're in, in plumbing or if you're in roofing, you have to ask yourself, what is that what is that one thing that plumbers really like to do? It doesn't really take a lot of time, but it's a high ticket offer. Right? Whether it's hot water, I know in the plumbing niche it's like hot water or something. Uh, in my niche is different. In your niche, you have to do the. You have to ask your clients. Even if you don't have clients in the niche, get your industry list and call them up and say, "Hey, you know, I'm a student from college or whatever, right? And I'm doing this research. Can you guys tell me what is that? What keeps you guys up at night? You know, what is that one thing that if I work with you, you would really want me to bring you more leads, um, more leads." Uh, so that you can sell these these guys and make more money. And then they will tell you, they will divulge the information. So that's the one thing that I would definitely advise you guys to do. All right, to go to your niche, figure out the one or two things, all right, maybe that one thing that they really want, all right, I can't stress that enough. In my niche, they really want high quality water damage leads. Water damage leads, a water damage job could be a 50 to 100 to whatever, you know, a quarter million dollar job, you know, that's what they want. 
you know, so if, if I can go to them and say, hey, I can, I can get you guys, you know, five to 10 water damage leads every single day, and here is my proof, everybody will be flocking to you. That is how you, you start getting people who want to talk to you, and that is how you, you, you control the conversation from your perspective. Because if you go to them and you're like, hey, I can handle your website, I can do social media, and all these things, guess what? Everybody else is telling them the same thing. You know what I mean? Everyone is telling them the same thing. So how are you differentiating yourself from everyone else that is, you know, that is emailing them and showing them Facebook ads and all that stuff? You have to tell them that, hey, this is what I can do for you guys. And that's what piques the interest to want to listen to you or to want to have a conversation with you. You know, and then when you jump on that sales call, it's very, very different. All right, it's very different because now it looks like you have something that they want, not the other way around. It's not now they are selling. Like I have guys get on the phone with me and they're like, <clears throat> they're like, I'm like, hey, I only work with one client per area, and they're like, well, can't you squeeze me in? There? <laughs> it's like so funny. <laughs> can't you squeeze me in there? But all because I have found what the niche wants, and now they want me. So that's how you have to approach this thing, guys. I love it. Great, great insight, right? Figure out that high transaction value, high profit, differentiated service that they want more of and focus on that. Talk about the thing that will really pique their interest. I think that's an amazing insight and, and something, you know, just really powerful that close on today. So, Manuel, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on your success. What a story from migrating to the United States to now, you know, having a, a, a really successful agency that I have no question is going to be at seven figures in the next 12 to 24 months. Uh, congratulations. Thanks for sharing. Uh, I can't wait to do the next interview where we're looking back at this and we're like, remember when you were just at 30 K? How exciting <laughs> is this where we're at now? So for sure, for sure. awesome. Any last thoughts before we wrap up today? Um, yeah. I mean, to you guys that are, you know, you feel like you're struggling you, you, you feel like you know you're you're doing everything that you know everybody's saying to do it and you're not making headway. Here's the thing that you need to remember. You know, there's something called the compound compound uh, interest. All right, the compound interest effect. Everything that you're learning right now and you're implementing, you might not see the results right now. But guess what? Einstein says compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. What that means is all the efforts that you're putting in right now, you might not see the effects right away. But guess what? I went from $900 to $22,000 to $22, on the side to $85,000 on the side to where this month, this year, we've crossed over six figures. Still on the side. All right? You see the effect of compound interest? It starts small and it starts compounding over time. So you might not see the effects right now, but I guarantee you, you're gonna definitely see the effects. You know, if, if you don't quit, just do not quit. You have to stick with it, keep doing what you're doing. Compounding trust is gonna work in your favor. Trust me. <laughs> I love it. That's a great, that's a great tip. Wonderful, wonderful place to stop. Thank you so much for your time. Congratulations. Wow. And thank you guys for joining us and listening in. And we'll we'll see you on the next episode of the, the Plumbing and H <laughs> on the next episode of the Seven Figure Agency Podcast. Thanks a lot, Manny.
All right, no problem. Bye-bye.